This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany, and we are glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> If you would have heard Amanda's little ditty before we started, you would understand. It's fine. Jack and Diane. Oh, Look, my gosh. Okay. We've been singing for like the past five minutes to everything that we say to each other. It just, I hate that we weren't recording all that. If you don't quote movies and sing lines of songs with your friends, what are you even doing, though? I think we posted a meme like that. I wouldn't doubt it. Several times. Anyways, so I was, she goes, okay, are you ready? And my mind immediately went, G-L-A-M. <laughs> and every time. <laughs> she has this dance, y'all, she's every doing. Every time I hear that song, I do this little dance. I don't know why, but you know how, like, sometimes you can just see the dance moves in your head and you just kind of go with the flow You just kind of kinda do a little dance. Right. So, Make a little love. That's Get the- down tonight. Woo! <laughs> 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 It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's a great day at ONC Podcast. Right? <laughs> it's a great day to be alive. And now my ears are bleeding. Okay, so episode 56. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm going to um, assume that was because it was country and not because of my singing voice. Yeah, I heard the twang. Okay. I heard the twang. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Let's, let's, we're okay. Episode 56. 56. Bikers. 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 (laughs) 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 See, that was the face I was picturing. That was it. That was it. I told you it wasn't cute. It was cute. Cause she looked right at me when she did it. (laughs) I made eye contact. You like that, don't they you? They don't understand why we're laughing hysterically. They're probably going, okay, these bitches. That's have my lost motorcycle it. sound. They've, they've lost it. It's my motorcycle sound. Because after the glamorous <laughs> thing, I was like, okay, hold on. I have to get in the frame of mind. What are we doing? She goes, bikers. I was already laughing. So I didn't even see her make that face. And I was like, I what's bad is I already know what face you made. I know how it looks. And then she just did it. And I saw it. I have chipmunk cheeks anyway, so that oh face God, did me no so favors. <laughs> they were no favors. It was so cute. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi. Hi, we're here to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Welcome. Um, we have an explanation for our behavior. Because it's home day. We've been left unsupervised. <laughs> it's home day. <laughs> okay, Brittany put some techno into that. Steven, can you like view can you like that cut together? that shit out though? No, cut it, it out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I turned the air down. It is hot. It is in so here. hot in here. I'm hot. It's fine. It's getting hot, hot in here. 
Okay, we got to go to work. Okay. We're at work right now. We're at work right now. The episode is Bikers. It's number 56, and it's hump day. So our hump day treat is... A liquor store brought to us by Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) The whole entire thing. Um, All right, so I looked up biker-inspired cocktails. The blue (laughs) motorcycle popped up several times. So I was like, okay, let me let me check this bitch out. If you follow our Facebook page, you will have already seen the conversation where I texted Brittany the recipe and said we might die. She's like, you know, it's okay. It's been a minute. It okay, so here we are. I did not <laughs> cut out the tequila and gin. I was like, no, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do the damn thing. So, all right, I went to Thrifty Liquor. My local liquor store, I guess. I'm becoming a regular. You wanna go where everybody knows your name. I got the smallest bottles. Well, not the, I didn't get the airplane bottles because I knew that wasn't going to be enough for oh, us. Oh, no, no, no. Because it's basically an ounce of each one of these liquors. Okay, so it's got an ounce of vodka, mm-hmm. an ounce of tequila, mm-hmm. an ounce of g- gin, and an ounce of rum, mm-hmm. two ounces of Sprite, and one ounce of blue Curacao. Mm-hmm. We've had the orange Curacao before, but not the blue. Remember mm-hmm. when I texted you and I was like, do we still have... Yeah. It, it was the orange. Oh, not blue. Okay. I, I had a brain fart. So anyways, I recommend going heavier on the Sprite and I, adding some ice cubes. I'm, I didn't. I'm a bitch. Brittany's... Um, I'm... Do, Burning my nose hairs, but I, I got this shit. I don't know how she's doing it. <laughs> Look, I'm about not... a fifth of the way through the glass, <laughs> and I'm feeling some kind of way. But, I mean, we're Gucci. More vodka. Drink, drink, drink. Please drink responsibly. I, I was out, and I did half it, and I added some more Sprite and some ice cubes. She's it's not that it tastes bad. Look, it's good, but it, Jesus, that's it's a strong. lot of tequila. Yeah, it is, you taste the tequila. I can taste the hangover right now. But you know what? It's really pretty. It is really, really, it's really, really pretty. pretty. <laughs> as soon as I poured it, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm pretty sure my hair was this color one time. It was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Super pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll post photos. Yeah. Uh, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our bikers... Uh, what? What? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, the biker um Was I topic. supposed to say something else? No, were you? Okay, wait. So, the last thing it called for was, like, a, a lemon slice to garnish it with. Okay, look, look. Look. They don't sell <laughs> lemons at Thrifty, and she wasn't going to get one. Is that I, right? I had spent... $43 on this hump day treat, okay? And I got like the Big 200 milliliter bottle. bottles. Ma'am, feel my pain because every time <laughs> I make a cocktail, I'm spending 50 bucks at Thrifty and I still right. have a freezer full of alcohol. I know, but like I've been trying to keep it cheap to make it doable for everybody. Some people have super badass stocked bars already. But look, if you have a well stocked bar, you most likely have all four of those. You can just throw some shit in a glass and put the blue stuff in there. You got it. You got it. That's kind of why I agreed to do it. Because I was like, oh, this is super simple. Yeah. I can do this. We got oh, it. and a dash of um, sour 
mix. Yes, which you should have already that have too. on hand anyway to make your cherry vodka sours. Look, we've got a good <laughs> collection going on right now. <laughs> we can make pretty much anything now. I'm about to turn that little nook over there into a bar. Nice. <laughs> I'm here mean, for that. Party at Amanda's. Yeah, no, I don't. My my kid is like oh, she, adolescent. Is she age. on the I cusp of being a teenager. I really trust her and her friends right now. Shut the fuck up. She's on the cusp Shut, of being. Don't a teenager. depress me. I'm drinking. <laughs> You're gonna be old. <laughs> well, it's been nice doing this with you guys. <laughs> I bid you my farewell. Don't leave me. <laughs> but fuck this bitch. I'm out. No, no, you're not. Fine. Okay. Um. So now that you've had an earful, go oh, to go, go to, to our socials. socials. <laughs> <laughs> and go to all those. You know, like us and follow us <clears> and stuff, so you can get uh, the recipes for the fabulous cocktails and pictures of the hump day treats and pictures you know from the, the episode and, and all that good stuff. Also. Just be case these people don't listen all the way to the end. I mean, you should, but just be case you don't. Yeah, because you really want to give credit at the end. Like it's it's that's the best part when we give credit to all the people. Yeah. Send in spooky stories. Spooky stories. We need a spooky story song. We need a song. But send in your stories. Um, if you've got any ghosties, tell us about them. If you saw Bigfoot, tell us about that. If you've been adu- abducted. <laughs> abducted. <laughs> abducted. <laughs> Whatevs. Right. If you've come into contact. What was that noise? If you've come into contact with aliens, tell us about that. If you, if your neighbor found a body in their backyard. <laughs> Tell us about that. We want to hear all the things. Just don't. Did you go walking through the woods and stumble upon something suspicious? We want to know. We want to know all of the stuff. Yes. Um, Do not confess your murders to us. Oh, please don't. That puts us in a weird place. We don't Don't want to know all the stuff. We want to know all of it but that. Yeah. And if you want us to keep you anonymous, then we shall do so. Just tell us. Just not the murder part. But, um, yeah. Let's, let's just steer clear. I just want of, to make that clear. Like, I want murder. to make sure they hear that. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. We're going to do another special October Halloween-y episode. And we want your stories, friends. And hump day treats for it, too. Yes. Yep. Yes. Give um, us all your ideas. There's been a few people sending us some Halloween spooky stuff. So, um, yes. I'm here for it. Any spooky things? I'm liking those cocktails. Some yes. of them are even kid-friendly. Yeah. That I've seen. So if you have mm-hmm. kiddos, we'll post those too. Yeah. Or if you don't drink and you want to do something spooky. Yeah, you don't have to drink yeah, to enjoy you your hump day. To drink. You can, you can hump smoke. without alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> well, both of those. Both of those. Brittany has had a lot of her blue drinks, so we better go ahead and get started. <clears throat> So the topic of bikers, bikers is very broad. Yeah. So we had a lot of stuff to choose from. Mine was brought to me by Stephen and Dalton. Thank you guys. Yes, it was brought to my attention and I'm here for the shit. So I'm doing the Twin Peaks Massacre. Yeah. 
On May 17th, 2015, in Waco, Texas, a shootout erupted at a Twin Peaks restaurant where more than 200 people, including members from motorcycle clubs that included the Banditos and Cossacks and other allies, had gathered for a meeting about political rights for motorcyclists. So, I'm going to start us off with a couple pictures. The first one says Twin Peaks. Click on that. That's the actual Twin Peaks in Waco, where it happened, it's not a Twin Peaks anymore. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh, oh, wait. I remember, wasn't there a show that had Twin Peaks on it? Um, Yeah, because that came up in some of my Googling, but I don't know what that is. I used to watch that. So I didn't know what a Twin Peaks restaurant was. Oh, man. So apparently it's like Hooters because the Twin Peaks is like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> So, look, it's like Hooters and Coyote Ugly combined. Okay. Well, I got a picture of the waitresses because I figured y'all would want to know why people are going there. So, here's the waitresses and their little tiny short shorts that barely cover their hoo-ha, their little shirts. And why half of these girls are wearing Ugg boots, I don't know. That's not um, cute. But they look like um, tiny, slutty lumberjacks. It's kind of cute. All right. The one... All the way down on the left? Yes. Hey, girl, hey. Right? The little redhead? Yeah. Murray? Hey. Hey. Yeah, they cute. They are cute. They, I mean, they ain't got a lot of peaks. They peaks ain't very big. <laughs> but it is what it is. Maybe that's what drew me to them. Because they have bigger peaks, it's true. And they got some curves. Mm-hmm. The other ones look 17 like, years old. <laughs> I like curves. Yeah. Law enforcement, which included 18 members of the Waco police and four state troopers, had gathered to keep watch over the restaurant and meeting from outside. So they knew some shit was probably going to go down. Yeah. It's about to go down. It's going down for real. (laughs) Okay. That was the whole thing. I'm grounded. I forgot. Nine bikers were killed, 18 others wounded or injured, and 177 individuals were ultimately arrested in connection with the shootout. According to the New York Times, quote, the response by prosecutors was widely criticized as brazen overreach, end quote. Okay. According to the Waco Tribune Herald, the shootout led to a four-year prosecutorial fiasco that resulted in zero convictions, end quote. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of bodies. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that, that on the way over here. Okay. Anywho. Okay. <laughs> the shootout erupted at a regularly scheduled regional meeting of the Texas Confederation of Clubs and Independents. Independence, the C-O-C and I, which is what I'll call it from here on out. Yeah, because, oh my God. It was the statewide biker club coalition and was involved in political issues regarding the rights of motorcyclists. Based in Tyler, Texas, the coalition engages in a broad range of activities. For example. It's, it's, it's really close. Uh, yeah. To home? Yeah. Waco's close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Tyler's even closer. Yeah. Okay. So, um, based in Tyler, the coalition engages in a broad range of activities. For example, it was honored by the City Council of Jacksonville, Texas on May 14th for its involvement in Motorcycle Safety and Awareness Month. 
According to the police, most previous meetings of the COC and I, I for like that region, that. I, I like it. <laughs> for that region, had been held in Austin, Texas. COC and I has twelve regions, and Waco is in Region One. The okay. Banditos are leading members of the COC and I, while the Cossacks are not. No, you have to say it like you did. COC and I. Yeah. <laughs> there was a shimmy. It's fine. <laughs> The police affidavit claims that the Banditos, quote, wanted to have a show of force and make a statement that Waco was not a Cossacks town, end quote. That was their territory. This is some Sons of Anarchy shit. I just cannot even. (laughs) Wow. Sartre. Right? The police account states that in response, the Cossacks, quote, threatened that Waco was a Cossacks town and nobody else could ride there, end quote. And they made the decision to take a stand and attend the meeting uninvited. Oh, shit. Bump, bump, bump. Oh, shit. Okay. So I'm here um, for this. Just to let y'all know. Okay. In 2014, the Texas Department of Public Safety listed the Banditos Motorcycle Club as a Tier 2 threat. The same rating as the Crips, Bloods, and Aryan Brotherhood. Okay. I was just about to ask. What is a tier two? But apparently that is uh It's bad. It's pretty bad. It's bad. <laughs> Who's bad? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> oh god. So apparently when I was a toddler, that was my favorite song. And my mom said that <laughs> I would walk around the house going, I'm bad, I'm bad, I know it, I know it. If that says anything about me <laughs> That's it. The sass <laughs> In the rebellion, it's always been there. It was right there. <laughs> so oh, Jackie. it's been there all along. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Where do you think I got that shit from? Come on, uh, that's. But it's fabulous now. <laughs> <laughs> so the Cossacks weren't even evaluated in that whole thing. The Texas Department of Public Safety did. So we don't know. They didn't even make the list. We're not going to talk bad about anybody because I don't want to get shot up. That assessment said that the Banditos Motorcycle Club conducts their illegal activities as covertly as possible and avoids high-profile activities such as drive-by shootings that many street gangs tend to commit. So they're classier than that. Okay. Okay. On May 1st, 2015, the Texas Department of Public Safety issued an advisory statement to police. Mm. Quote, the conflict may stem from COSAC's members refusing to pay Bandito's dues for operating in Texas and for claiming Texas as their territory by wearing the Texas bottom rocker on their vest or cuts. End quote. So, (laughs) I learned about cuts when I worked at this embroidery shop that my mother-in-law owns. Okay. And okay. the motorcycle club that we were making patches for Shut up. Was not the Banditos. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it was a bunch of old men. Oh yeah. For, former firefighters. The brothers keepers. Okay. <laughs> we were doing their okay. patches. Okay. So that's when I started learning about all that. And then I watched Sons of Anarchy, which apparently Oh my God. I'm going to count as 110% accurate because why would Jax Teller lie to me? I want that to be true. Is, is Why would Jack Charlie. Teller lie to me? Charlie Hunnam's so fun. <laughs> Charlie Hunnam, if you're listening, <laughs> would you like to be a guest on the show? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> we will do a Bikers 2.0. <laughs> I will come to you, son. You tell me where to go. <laughs> anyway, let's go look 
taking pictures now. <laughs> Go to the notes. Do you have a is picture my of face him? red? Do you have a picture of him? Because I know my face is red. <laughs> We're both blushing. It's fine. Now go to the notes because we're going to look at quote unquote cuts. Okay. So I have pictures. Are you talking about abs? Like cut abs? No, but that would have been so good. Um, No, I've got a picture of a bandito's vest and a Cossack's vest. I'm just going to say, I am in charge of the the Facebook post. Oh my God. I can't with you. Anyways, (laughs) pictures of the vest. Okay. Let me zoom out. So I. I chose Cut. pictures that have, like, they're the actual Texas vests. Oh, I like these. So, on the left, you have the Banditos, and on the right, you have the Cossacks. You said sacks. <laughs> and Several. now we're 12 again. That, that's what happened. Amanda's no Look, longer in charge of cocktails. About it earlier, and I tried to let her ignore me, but then she said it again. And I was like, I can't. I'm going to continue to say Cossacks because that's in my case. I know. You're going to have to listen to sax a lot. <laughs> There's lots of sax in this story. <laughs> oh, God. You just made it worse. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. <sighs> All right. Vodka. <laughs> Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> Okay, back to the story. Okay. Police were made aware of the meeting and had at least a dozen local officers plus state officers positioned nearby, like I said before. Um, The restaurant had agreed to host the meeting. Officers described the restaurant management as uncooperative when confronted with concerns about the meeting. (laughs) Twin Peaks had been unhelpful in helping police officers deal with gangs in the past. So apparently... The management was pretty fucking shady, and they mm. was just let they was just letting shit happen. They was just letting shit happen. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the conflict began sometime after noon, according to Waco Police. Initial reports say the original conflict began over a parking spot where someone had their foot run over, and the fight escalated from there. Over a parking spot. Over a parking spot because. That's how these things happen. If you want to go to the notes. I'm older and I have more insurance. Yes! <laughs> That's some fried green tomato shit right there. Oh. oh my God. I love it. Okay. So um, go to the pictures. And I have a picture of the parking lot. Yeah. Just so you can see. And that's it just. It is a clusterfuck. That's just a small portion of the parking lot. But look at all the motorcycles mm-hmm. there. Motorcycles and trucks for days. Yes. Yes. There are many more mm-hmm. motorcycles. Than well, yeah. That. Like, as far as that I can see, kind of thing. At 12.24 p.m., mm-hmm. gunfire erupted. Oh. Oh. Where? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Waco police. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I love this movie, 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. there's this part where he's like walking through town trying his damnedest not to think about sex mm-hmm. and he's yes. walking by this fucking city yeah. bus and there's an ad for I think it's Cologne right yeah, yeah. and it says eruption across the side <laughs> and when I just read the word erupted that's immediately where my mind went was eruption that's why I owed your O because I was like oh <laughs> and this is why I love you <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Waco Police Sergeant W. Patrick Swanton mm. 
declined to reveal details regarding how many of the dead and injured were shot by police. Though he added it was possible that some of the victims had been shot by officers, stating, quote, they started shooting at our officers and our officers returned fire, end quote. You will learn that fuck Patrick Swanton. Oh. So. Oh. Okay. There we are well, with I that. Well, I take back my, mm. Yeah. In total, nine bikers died and eight others were hospitalized with injuries. Oh, shit. Later, the number of injured was changed to 20. Oh. Swanton also said that the officers invoked the active shooter protocols, which are rules of engagement newly designed and implemented to give responding law enforcement officers quicker permission to engage mass shooters with deadly force before a command and control structure is in place. So pretty much just, you know, go on ahead and pop, pop. Yep. All of the fatalities, as well as the majority of those injured during the incident, suffered gunshot wounds, of course. Mm -hmm. The shootout was the deadliest and most high-profile event in the Waco area since the Waco siege of the Branch Davidian compound in 1993. Oh, shit. If that don't put that shit into perspective. (laughs) Okay. Man, we could have done a whole-ass subject of Waco. Waco, what y'all doing over there? What y'all doing over there? Maybe we'll... Just do a Texas. The only thing they got going for them over there is fucking Chip and Joanna. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. Oh, my God. Sorry if y'all from Waco, but uh, Chip and Joanna, what's up? What's up? They all about some shiplap, those people. That's true. It's cute, though. It is cute. It's cute, though. Okay. Sorry, if you don't listen to HGTV, I apologize for that. Mm. (laughs) It is what it is. Following the shootout, police spokesman Patrick Swanton... Set a turf war between the rival groups. <laughs> and now I'm thinking of Pony Boy yes! and Soda Pop. <laughs> so Patrick Swanton said a turf war between the rival groups was a factor in the deadly encounter. It allegedly started following the beating of a Cossack by banditos at a Toys for Tots event in Decatur, Texas on December 6, 2014. At a Toys for Tots. Okay. At a Toys for Tots event. We're going to do that. Great. Great. And the killing of a gang member of the Ghost Riders Motorcycle Club the following week in Fort Worth. A police affidavit describing fighting between banditos and Cossacks going back to November 2013, including fights resulting in injuries in Abilene, Palo Pinto County, and Lorena, Texas. Okay. Some of those previously injured bikers were arrested in Waco after the shootout on May 17th. Yeah. So they just been, they just been throwing hands for a hot minute. Okay. That's pretty much what we just said there. This shit is real. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a June 5th bail reduction hearing, prosecutor Michael Jarrett said videotape of the shootout shows, quote, banditos executing Cossacks and Cossacks executing banditos, end quote. Amanda with the sacks. <laughs> Double sacks. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, that made me think. <laughs> that made me think of half no. sack. Half sack. <laughs> okay. And now we need to binge Sons of Anarchy because that's just what's going to happen. I think that's the homework for this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there may be a few others, but that, that, I think that's the main one. Yeah. That shit's great. It's so good. I love that show. I'm, I'm watching again. Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah. Arguing in favor of the high bonds, Jarrett said, quote, The facts and circumstances of this case are so extraordinary and so different from anything we have ever dealt with. We believe adequate bonds need to be in place to ensure the safety of this community. End quote. Okay. 
Although all of the deaths were due to gunfire, other weapons seized after the conflict included chains, brass knuckles, knives, clubs, and batons. Yeah. <laughs> the knives included pocket knives, trench knives, and combat knives. According Not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> knife. <laughs> Profession now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> According to six witnesses interviewed by the Associated Press, three of whom were military veterans, the shootout began with a small number of pistol shots and was then dominated by semi-automatic weapons. Mm-hmm. Only one semi-automatic rifle was confiscated from a biker, which was locked in a car. Weird. The police had semi-automatic weapons. Did they? Bum, bum, bum. Swanton said the bikers fired more shots than the police did and that it will take months to obtain ballistics reports. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Security footage shown by the Twin Peaks franchisee to the Associated Press showed one man started shooting on the patio. At the time, most bikers tried to find safety inside, first in the bathroom, and when that room filled up, the kitchen. None of those camera angles showed the parking lot. I have a still huh. shot from some of the footage, and it shows the patio. Mm-hmm. Let's get take and a look. You see that oh. you know at least one of these men are armed, but most of them are ducking. Like yeah. they're they're going for cover, dude. It looks like he's kind of trying to be a hero. Maybe he's looks like he's on the defensive. Very much so. I think a couple people. This is. I'll tell my opinion at the end. Okay, that that does not look like an offensive position to me. No. Mm-mm. He's just trying to get the fuck out of there. Right. He's hoping there's still room in the kitchen for him to hide. Because he needs some chicken nuggets. He needs some nuggies. Mm-hmm. He needs some nuggies, bro. That's a stressful situation. Chicken it, nuggets It calls help. for nugs, man. <laughs> <laughs> nugs or nugs. <laughs> Go to Burger King. <laughs> It always goes Ask back to Burger King. Extra crispy fries. It always goes back to Burger King. <laughs> weed crimes. If you don't know what we're talking about, just go back. Go back and listen to weed crimes. Yeah. Okay. On June 12th. <laughs> Fuck. We will get through this. <laughs> On June 12th, the Waco Police Department announced three officers fired their rifles a total of 12 times. It was later determined that those rounds struck four of the bikers. 44 spent casings were recovered at the scene. So you can do math if you want. That doesn't According to police. Yeah. I already know that. Uh I don't want to do math that well. (laughs) Fuck math. (laughs) (laughs) Vehicle forfeiture documents released June 16th included a detailed affidavit with a description of the police and prosecution's version of the events leading up to the shootout and what they say happened at the shootout itself. Okay. The affidavit says that the Cossacks arrived over an hour before the scheduled 1 p.m. meeting and took over the patio area, which had been reserved for the COCNI meeting. As a group (laughs) of banditos arrived, several Cossacks and their allies approached and some pulled weapons, including pistols. Banditos member Reginald Weathers testified at a bond reduction hearing that he was part of that group of banditos and that Cossacks members disrespected Dallas Banditos president David... Martinez immediately upon their arrival, arguing about a parking space. It's fine. It's fine. You got it. (laughs) When Weathers stepped forward to defend Martinez, he said he was punched in the face and then shot by a single bullet that passed through his arm and his chest. 
Since he was leaning over after being punched, he did not see who fired the first shot. Okay. Shit was just, bullets was flying, hands was flying. <laughs> pew, pew. Don't nobody know. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. That's my reenactment. I'm over here doing <laughs> Kevin Hart and she's doing. I cannot. I'm on my son. Okay. So one bandito nearly hit a Cossack with his motorcycle and another bandito punched a Cossack in the face. Oh shit. At- <laughs> I told you hands was flying. Sack in the face. Okay. All right. At that point, several banditos and Cossacks pulled out their weapons, including handguns, and shot and stabbed each other. Oh, God. And Martinez fired a pistol that he then placed in a parked car. Martinez was among those arrested and has since been released on bond. Police gunfire then followed. Why did I just sound like a fucking news reporter? Why did I just picture Braveheart in my head? They will not take our freedom! Man, we are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. (laughs) It's fine. Okay. So, okay, serious part. Okay. Oh, oh. All nine men died of gunshot wounds. So the nine that died, it was all gunshots. Mm. According to erroneous, I love that word. I love it. Initial police statements, eight were Cossacks and one was a bandito victim. No, one was a bandito. I am drunk. (laughs) Shit. I got to read that again. Sorry. According to erroneous initial police statements, eight were Cossacks and one was a bandito. (laughs) Okay. You could have kept victim. I mean, it it totes was not supposed to be like that. I know, but nobody would have. It's fine. You could have played it off. Go to the notes. Okay. (laughs) I have a picture of the victims. While you're perusing uh, the pictures of the victims, I'm going to read to you how they died. Because why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. So, Daniel Raymond Shit. Diesel Boyette, 44, was a Cossack and was shot in the head. Oh. Wayne Lee Sidetrack Campbell, 43, <laughs> was a Cossack, shot in the head and torso. Sidetrack. That's it's you. Me. That's you. <laughs> okay. No, you would be inappropriate laughter. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Okay. I don't want to know what mine would be. Richard Matthew Chain Jordan the third, thirty one, was a Cossack shot in the head. Richard Vincent Bear Kirshner Jr., that is so much names. Forty seven Cossack shot in an unspecified place. Don't like that. RBF. <laughs> Brittany RBF Gwetsky. Yeah. It's just my face. <laughs> it's just my fucking face. Okay. Sorry. Jacob Lee Ryan, 39, Cossack, shot in the neck. Jesus. Jesus Delgado Rodriguez, 65, was unaffiliated, shot in the head and torso. Charles Wayne. Damn. Yeah. Charles Wayne Dog Russell, 46, was a Cossack, shot in the chest. Manuel Isaac Rodriguez, 40, Bandito, shot in an unspecified place. And okay. Matthew Mark Smith, 27, was a scimitar. That was one of the affiliated groups. Oh, okay. Was shot in the torso. So it was mostly Cossacks that got popped. Why didn't they say where Home Dude was shot? There was two of them that they didn't specify where they were shot. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So according to his family, Jacob Lee Ryan was a father of two from Ranger, Texas. He had joined the Cossacks six months prior and didn't own a gun. 
His girlfriend said, quote, I cannot see Jake going there if he knew there was going to be trouble. Our kids were too important, end quote. Mm. Jesus Rodriguez's son said the Vietnam War Marine Corps veteran and father of seven from New Braunfels, Texas, was, quote, in the wrong place at the wrong time, end quote, and didn't carry weapons. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. Yeah, that's a lot of kids. Oh, so sorry. Oh. He used to carry a pocket knife, but stopped after being told he couldn't bring it into a convention. He was an associate of the Banditos, but not a patched-in member. Damn. Rodriguez received a Navy Commendation Medal for his service in Vietnam and a Purple Heart for wounds sustained during it. Daniel Boyette, the only Waco resident to die, owned and ran a trucking company with his third wife. Okay, third time's a charm. Yeah. Richard Bear Kirshner was the sergeant at arms for his chapter of the Cossacks, tasked with maintaining order during club activities. Well, he kind of failed. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. And defending members from outside threats. He was married. That's all they said about him. <laughs> he, he was, was married. married. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. Wayne wow. Campbell was a road captain for the Cossacks, responsible for organizing bike runs and ensuring the safety of those on them. Matthew Smith was a scimitar before joining the Cossacks with whom the scimitars are aligned. He graduated from Tarrant County, Con- I think I'm saying that right, Tarrant County College yeah. and worked for Geek Squad. Oh. So your friendly neighborhood Geek Squad could that. be, you know, in a motorcycle in club. What else? Manuel Rodriguez was a married bandito nicknamed Bandito Candyman. Ooh. So he, he was the slanger. Police officers reported receiving several threats after the shooting, which they are investigating. A former Bandito's leader and several experts on outlaw motorcycle clubs questioned whether the reported threats against the police were genuine. So they think the police is making shit up. Okay. Before I read this last little bit, I cut out a lot of shit about all the arrests. Okay. They arrested 177 people. Jesus. So pretty much if you were there, like half the people arrested were not even affiliated with a motorcycle game. They were just wrong place, wrong time. Shit. Caught in the middle. And they arrested all these people and were trying to make an example. Mm-hmm. The police that did all the shooting, they got off scot-free pretty much. Yeah. And uh, the prosecutors drug this out and drug this out, y'all, for four years. So this happened in 2015. So I'm going to give you the update as of January 2019. Holy shit. Okay. Four years later. So as of January 2019, about 26 of the original 155 bikers remained indicted. Jesus. So they arrested 177. 155, like, ended up staying in jail. In 2019, 26 of those were still there. Their trials were postponed for several months to allow the new district attorney time to review them and decide how to proceed. Sure. On April 2nd, 2019, all of the remaining criminal cases were dismissed. In 2019, over 130 civil rights lawsuits by the bikers were pending against the former DA, the former police chief, city of Waco, McLennan County, and local and state officers involved in the mass arrest. As they should. So, in my opinion. Okay. From all my research. Yes. You know, over the past week. Um, <laughs> Your extensive. My extensive research. Yeah. I think that there was an isolated dispute in the parking lot mm-hmm. where those people that were in that small dispute shot at each other. Yeah. 
and the police were coming in to save the day and they just bullets started flying. And then because they were being shot at, I think maybe some of the guys shot back. Sure. Because when you're being shot at and you have a gun too, wouldn't your first reaction be to shoot back? Well, that's your natural instinct. I'm sure. Yeah. So I think that's what happened. I concur with this one. But it's insane. This is is insane. insane. And this just happened a couple hours away. Oh my God. Just a couple years ago. Yeah. No, I, I remember it. But, uh, I don't remember this. I don't I, remember I hearing anything about this. Well, it's only because like I used to watch the show. So like, and I didn't watch a lot of it. I think I only watched maybe five episodes, but it was enough to know, like I got the gist of what goes yeah. down. I didn't know anything about this shit. Yeah. I didn't even know what a fucking Twin Peaks restaurant was until Steven told me. I didn't know what that was. He's like, it's like a Hooters. Oh, Okay. That's my case. I love that shit. That was great. Drama. This is, this is like drama for this days. Is a little different for us. <laughs> I know it's kind of fun. It is kind of fun. Okay, in my research, I was like, okay, um, I found a lot. You're right. There, there is a plethora That's of such material. Cool word. I love that word. <laughs> I love that word. So then I stumbled across this little article, and it's a it's a different twist on it. Ooh, what a twist. twist. please tell me you watched robot chicken (laughs) yes (laughs) i love the Shyamalan ones oh my god with the twist they're so good sorry i'm letting my weird show (laughs) i don't get any less strong the further down the cup you get no it really doesn't oh god and i have a new one so it's not as watered down as the the last little bit that I just drank. She's just letting her ice cubes melt in there. God. She's just letting her ice cubes melt. Ooh. <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to take one more drink. It's Gucci, baby. <laughs> you interrupted my swallow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I interrupted my own swallow. <laughs> okay. All right. Tell me stories. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. The first reason I chose this was because of the name of the motorcycle club. I'm here for this. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a little inside story to this. So I was like, okay, different twist. I'm going to go with it. All right. I like it. The Pagans Motorcycle Club. Of course you should choose that one. Yes, ma'am. All right, so the Pagans Motorcycle Club, or simply the Pagans, is an outlaw motorcycle club formed by Lou Dobkin in 1957 in Prince George's County, Maryland. The club rapidly expanded, and by 1959, the Pagans, originally clad in blue denim jackets and riding triumphs, which is a motorcycle. Okay. Okay. Began to evolve along the lines of the stereotypical one percenter motorcycle club. Got that motorcycle. <laughs> Y'all can figure out what I said. Yeah, okay? it's fine. The Pagan's MC patch depicts the Norse fire giant sitting on the sun, wielding a sword, plus the word pagans in red, white, and blue. Okay. So patriotic. Um, the image of the Norse fire giant was taken from an illustration by Jack Kirby in issue uh, 97 of the comic book Journey into Mystery. Okay, never heard of that. I mean, I kind of like that it came from a comic book. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
Though historically not wearing a bottom rocker, a patch denoting the location of where a one-percenter bike club is based, the Pagan Motorcycle Club has since started wearing an East Coast insignia on their vests. Okay. Just bear with me. I'm here. Members wear blue denim vests called cuts or cutoffs with club patches known as colors on the front and back. Okay. So, Brittany educated you to what cuts were. Yeah. And I have a picture. And we love decorations. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, we do. So, um, go to the only one not titled, and there you go. That's kind of creepy looking. All right. It's kind of creepy, but it's kind of cute at the same time. Why is his legs all open like that? I don't know. It kind of gives me, like, living dead girl video vibes. (sighs) I listened to that on the way here, too. Yes. Fuck yeah. Okay. I was jamming. I was radio metal for days. On I'm the way here, here for that playlist. Mm-hmm. So the pagans are categorized as an outlaw motorcycle club by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, a.k.a. the ATF, which is way more easier. Yeah. <laughs> way more better. That's way more better. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> they are known to fight over territory with the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club. And also other clubs. Can't we all just get along? Apparently not. Oy. They are currently active in California, Delaware, Florida, Kentucky, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, South Carolina, Virginia, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, West Virginia, Washington State, and Puerto Rico. Well, all right. I like that little uh, roll of the R you did there, honey. Let me catch <laughs> my breath. That was pretty cute. All right, so my little twist on the story is of a guy that went undercover. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, he's a special agent, but um, don't know what kind. Okay. So one such special agent, his name was Ken Croak. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Uh, he witnessed firsthand what they are all about during a two-year undercover sting. Um, there aren't any verifiable photos. I tried, but um, it's for safety reasons. So Got I it. respect that. But I can tell you that Croak is a big man with a kind face. And okay. I have a picture of him apparently in the photo. We just don't know which one he is. With a few other guys. And it's titled Where's Ken? I'm going to go ahead and assume he's the guy with the ponytail. I just feel like. Ken is the guy with the ponytail. But some of these other bros have different patches. That must be their buddies. Okay, I have to tell you something real quick. I can feel it in my teeth. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, shit. And friends, I am drunk. Okay. Uh, I probably what, shouldn't have taken some sips early. I should have done that. So, so, sipping on some scissor. No, I'm sipping on that Listerine. So that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Tell me some stuff. When he's not undercover, it would be easy to mistake him for just another dad in the school drop-off line. If you were a neighbor or acquaintance, perhaps you'd assume that he's a former linebacker or Division One football team for a Division One <laughs> football team. Fuck, fuck, fuck. 
under that suburban smile is a seal backbone, however. Croak spent many years in the thick of the criminal underground, playing the part of gunrunner, gang member, and drug buyer in more than 1,000 undercover assignments. I would totes watch this TV show. I'm just Fuck saying. Yes. I'd watch King Croak. There's a book. Oh, I'm here for this shit. All right. So I'm hoping that maybe one day it will be made into a TV series. Because <laughs> you ain't going to read the book. I'm not going to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a reader, Manders. Look, I used to be, and I really like to be, but I do not have the time to be anymore. I feel that. I love to read. When you have a four-year-old sucking your life force out of you, you can't read anything. Well, There's no reading. Well, boo-boo, I hate to squash it for you, but my kid is 10, and I still don't have the time, and she goes to her dad's every other weekend. Like, <sighs> I'm I never going to read again. I'm never going to read again. I have been trying to read the same book for three years now. I have a bookshelf full of it's books. It's like fifteen hundred pages. It is a wonderful book. Wonderful. How do you know it's wonderful? Because you ain't read it. I'm two hundred pages in. Oh, okay. It is so detailed, and it is like you're gonna have to start it over by the time you fantasy can shit. Start I'm it. going to have to go a few chapters back at least. I'd just start it over if it was me. And I need to see this made. It's like a Lord of the Rings type of thing. Like, it is fantastic. I'll have to, uh, now I'm going to have to, like, tell everybody what it is. Because now I can't remember what the name of it is. And there's, like, it, it's like a four-book series. And That's I'm great. only on the first one. Ma'am. I know. Um, so, anyways. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't looking. <laughs> For a new role when he encountered a member of the violent Pagans Motorcycle Club by chance. I'm not. Okay. I'll let you form your own opinion if they're violent or not. The gang, which is known to have white supremacist ties. And were already on his radar for a number of criminal activities. Mm -hmm. This group brings in dirty money through drug trafficking, the bulk of which is methamphetamine acquired from a Mexican drug cartel. Yikes, Look, friends. this sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> no, it sounds like a good TV show. It doesn't sound like something you do yeah, in real no, life. no, to watch, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to be in it. No. No. Club leadership isn't opposed to selling weed and cocaine either, and mm. monthly dues of $100 from each member grease the wheels of the operation. Okay. Drug running ushers in violence, and the pagans take pride in their fearsome reputation. And they definitely have a reputation. The Department of Justice classifies them as an outlaw motorcycle game, which is fittingly OMG for short. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> and calls them a highly structured criminal organization, painstakingly creating an identity that would give him credibility. Cre- credibility. That's lots of syllables. That was a slur. Oh, my God. (laughs) With the pagans, Croak established a fake criminal record and placed his fingerprints on file to help him infiltrate the gang. Distrustful and unpredictable, pagans weren't going to let him into the inner inner circle easily, and it was a long road to acceptance. (sighs) Ha. That was so much words. Why do I feel like that was a lot of words? You feel it, it too? It really was a lot of words. Oh. That was a lot. You have so much more words. We're only on page two. I know. Over 
Oh my God, I owed too. Over time, the agent became known as an axe handle wielding brute named Slam. We need really cool motorcycle <laughs> gang names. Yeah. What what did you say mine was? Inappropriate, Inappropriate laughter. laughter <laughs> in your RBF. We're gonna have to come up with more badass names. Okay, that. friends. We um, need biker names. A free sticker to whoever comes up with the best mm. biker gang names for us. Okay. Okay. Free sticker. For that. Free stickers, free sticker. friends. We're going to have to make a post about that. Yeah. We'll post about it. Make Do us you up. have anything leather? <laughs> do I have anything leather? Do you have any yes, leather? I do. I have my frilly leather jacket. That would kind of be perfect. We should dress up in leather and make a post about that. Make our biker names. I'm here for that. I'll dress up in leather for you, baby. Swing. Swing. That was an awkward moment. <laughs> you know you liked it. That was the first time my friend turned me on a little bit. <laughs> Literally interrupted my talk. <laughs> Where are your paper now? You know, I just recognized it like, damn, that was that was hot. <laughs> Caught me off guard. <laughs> I just didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I expected myself to say that either. That's a comment that I would make or Delina would make. I've never heard you say something like that before. That was so funny. <laughs> wow. Right, wow. Here we are. Blue motorcycle. <laughs> This drink is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Slam, who was uh, engaged to protect the club. Every day, Croak had to deal with the stress of becoming a gang member while cleverly avoiding breaking the law or engaging in heinous activities himself. Croak even served a few days in jail for a gun arrest without breaking cover. Get it. Get mm-hmm. it, Croak. <laughs> Get it, Slam. <laughs> slam went to the slammer. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he did. Croak says it took a lot of mental activity to make this undercover identi- identity believable. Ultimately, he knew that being caught in a lie wouldn't result in simply being kicked out of the gang. It would mean certain death. It's very difficult to have two lives at the same time. Croak said in an interview, every lie builds on a lie. Tell a story about where you went to dinner last night and you'll probably be able to wing it. But if I come back and ask you about that dinner next week, I'll bet you there will be inconsistencies in that story. So when you do that over a course of two years, it's draining. I bet. I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd crack. The reality is that his undercover persona had to be instant recall, pretty much. He said he was always on guard and he had to be mentally vigilant at all times, continually going over his story on a daily basis. Jesus, that's exhausting. Yeah. Gang members would test him regularly. On the regular. On the regular. I still can't do that word. Referring to information the undercover agent had shared a week or two before to ensure that he was legit. One of the pagans' claims to fame was that they had never been infiltrated by the law. 
We untouchable, bitch. They think. And they found um, that the paranoia served them well. Fuck. I got it. Paranoia, paranoia, everybody's coming to get me. It's fine. (laughs) I needed that little music break. Yeah. Once he said that he was at an event where there were about 200 pagans in attendance. One of the gang members told him they were on the hunt for an undercover ATF agent. Oh, no. And Croak realized that it could have possibly very well have been him that they well, were no looking Well, no shit, for. Sherlock. <laughs> Come on, friend. At the time, they didn't suspect that it was him, but the possible leak was jolting. Oh, no. It would be easy to assume motorcycle gang members are psychopathic senseless fools but croak says you can't underestimate them they are methodical and on high alert gang members follow a hierarchy and a leadership the leadership is structured with at least a president vice president sergeant in arms secretary and treasurer treasurer (laughs) chapter presidents form what's called the mother club which is responsible for managing pagan's business and recruitment efforts efforts on a local level so like the treasurer and secretary are like you know kind of the backbone (laughs) gotcha they probably do more of the work probably weekly meetings okay they have dues and weekly meetings this is kind of cute it's kind of like 4-H right (laughs) (laughs) so the weekly meetings cheekily called church were mandatory (laughs) The pagans the go pagans to church. Went to church. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That was so I do funny. not mean any disrespect, but oh my God. That's so funny. I love it. I, I don't love give a shit who you are. That's fucking That's funny. That's funny. It's funny. Um, the pagans <laughs> used encrypted cell phone apps and counter surveillance efforts to avoid law enforcement. They smart little cookies. Yeah, they is. It's um, interesting that a group of people so opposed to laws and rules have a strict set for their own organization. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just because they disagree with what your rules are doesn't mean that they won't have their own. They can still follow rules. That's they just think you're why stuck. they do that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. Okay, these folks aren't stupid. Croak warmed, warned, <laughs> he warmed, he warmed. <laughs> In some ways, he says the group acts like law enforcement in terms of its structure and process. These outlaws are part of the modern organized crime network. Croak witnessed the shakedown tactics of tactics of the gang in the Oceanside Resort town in New Jersey. As they co- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and they collected protection money down the boardwalk. And it's not a stretch of the imagination to figure out what could happen to those businesses if they refused to pay. You know, I mean, it is a shakedown. That's Soprano shit. I know, right? Yeah. To each small business, it was easier to hand over the money than to resist. That's one of the dangers of a group like this, says Dave Wedge, a journalist and co-author of Croak's book, Writing with Evil. So there's the book. There's the book, Writing with Evil. Mm-hmm. If you are fortunate enough to have time in your day to read a book... You should check it out. You should probably check that out because that's where all of these quotes are coming from. I kind of want to read it. I kind of do. These guys are very much under the radar. Wedge says they don't use banks. They keep money in shoeboxes under their beds. (laughs) They don't even exist on paper with the government. So it's hard to track them down. 
With the drug problems in our country, people like the pagans are tapping into that. Part of the pagans' menace, as with any motorcycle gang, is the imposing sight and sound of dozens of men on Harley Davidson bikes riding two abreast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Harleys aren't just the machine of choice for the pagans, but a requirement. Okay. Uh-huh. And there are strict rules about riding formation as well as travel structure. Early in his relationship with the pagans when he was a prospect, Croak was, ob- okay, Slam was obligated to carry certain <laughs> tools and parts with him at all times in case the leader's broke, uh, bike broke down. Okay. This is too much rules. It's too much rules. Well, that, I, w- I, I wouldn't be able to hang. I just want to ride my bike down the street. Well, that's why I'm giving you an insider look. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> Have you ever watched that show Weeds? I think I watched the first season, and then after that, it like kind of took a turn, and it lost me a little bit. Okay. I fucking love weeds. Okay. And do you remember Celia? Do you remember Celia? Yes. Yes. Her yes. husband <laughs> gets a motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, my God. He, I forgot about that. He gets a motorcycle, and he's, like, not in a motorcycle club. He just thinks he's cool, you right, know? Right, And he's, like, right. riding down the road being cool on his little motorcycle, and he, like, waves at these bikers. And they, like, run him off the fucking road because he's not cool. There's nothing about this dude that's no, cool. No, it's not cute. He takes a tennis racket up the ass in one of the episodes. Spoiler oh, okay. alert. okay. I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. But these bikers, these, like, badass, like, mustached giant biker dudes, they run him off the road. And he's, like, full body casting it. Oh, my God. I don't remember why I told that story, but there it is. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, I don't even I am remember not what sure how that came from. This is the most from. drunk I, I I've ever been when we're recording a podcast. I think it might be. It's def- It definitely is. Um, <laughs> it was because um, we were talking about in case the leader's car bike broke down. Yes. I, okay. A breast. A breast. breast. To a breast. To a breast. Was the last thing you said. Boobs. Boobies. Boobs. Boobies. All right. <laughs> so they had cars too which the gang refers to as cages, members were only allowed to drive a cage in certain situations and they weren't allowed to wear their colors mm-hmm. at that time. So if you was in the car, you couldn't wear your cuts? Right. That's weird. Which doesn't make any sense to me because honestly, in a car, you would be like, they couldn't, you'd be sitting in a car. They couldn't see the back of your jacket. If you were on a bike, they could obviously see what, motorcycle club you're with so i don't understand i i don't understand that maybe be, if you're in the car you're not cool enough to have it on i guess maybe it's a different level of coolness yeah they weren't following the rules maybe but like <laughs> don't ask me questions you can anymore. only wear your hair in a ponytail once a week which you've obviously already done that yeah, i guess you choose today <laughs> <laughs> And on Wednesdays, we, we wear pink. Fuck my life. So, interestingly, pagans are very structured about their branding and don't want the public to identify them with in the cages. Because the cages are not fucking cool. It's a cage. So they they want to break out of the okay, cage okay, and get okay, on the motorcycle. Right, look, they only want to be recognized on their motorcycles. So, now that I'm reading this out loud, it makes sense. So... 
Yeah, it's the coolness factor. Yeah. If you're they in a car, you're not cool. You're in a right. cage. So they don't they don't want to be recognized if they're riding in a car because that's lame. So they only want to be recognized when they're riding on the cool shit. Only on the Harleys, not in the cages. So I get it. From a safety perspective, riders weren't permitted to fly their colors when riding solo as they would be a sitting duck as a target of rival gangs. Croak just started riding motorcycles again because he said two years in the gang took away their fun of it for him, which I understand. Travel could stretch across multiple states and was exhausting even for experienced riders like him. After New York to Ohio drug run. That's so far. That is pretty far. The agent witnessed the president falling asleep on his bike, somehow staying upright. What the fuck? That's insane. Croak even dozed off himself once, shaken out, shaken out of a dream by one of the members in a cage laying on the horn. Oh my gosh. That's so, insane. So thank God for the car riders. <laughs> right? Them bros in the cage. They were carpooling. <laughs> no, they were doing caravan. Carpool karaoke. <laughs> yes. That's, yes. That's what they were doing. Okay, now I get it. Remember that time we went to New Orleans? <laughs> like, the entire way was carpool karaoke. Because there that's how you road trip. And it wasn't bad. It was fucking fabulous. It was fabulous. We had snacks. There we were, were good to go. We stopped for snacks. Mm-hmm. We're moms. We know how to travel. I'm just saying. What? Lower rung. Lower hung is how I ran it the first time. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Them lower hung members. Okay. Oh well, God. that's what it is now. I'm canceled. No, I'm keeping you on for that one. <laughs> lower hung members were charged with keeping their eyes open for potential danger, which is incredibly challenging when you're flying down the road at 100 miles per hour with riders of various degrees of skill and experience. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm going to let you have your moment over there. I'm going to continue. You just keep on going. Just ignore me. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> it's cool. So if the leader of the pack decides to pass a tractor trailer, you have to keep up. You can't fall behind in the pack, explained Slam. You're riding hard. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of bikers are killed on their bikes. I'm sorry, it was a quote. (laughs) You caught me off guard. Riding side by side is challenging for a lot of riders. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it just keeps getting dirtier and dirtier and you're doing that with (laughs) a hundred others others at 100 miles per hour there were numerous times i was run off the road he wasn't ready for that that dirty in my mind when i typed all this shit out because that he wasn't ready for y'all, that shit. Y'all, it is... I'm just going to tell y'all. It is so hang. different when you're reading it out loud to it's your It's so friend. different when you it, read it It hits different. It's different. All right. Motorcycle gangs like the Pagans are gaining new members all the time, and they're constantly recruiting. The FBI's most wanted gangs like the Hells Angels and Pagans have support clubs made up of people who don't want to be full-time members, but they will support and glamorize the gang. Groupies! They have groupies. That is fucking fantastic. 
when Croak was undercover, the group of pagans that he was traveling with could walk into the bar and the crowd would go silent, just like the movies. That is awesome. That's right? badass shit right there. There is a level of infamy that some wish to tap into, but they don't understand the malice lurking underneath the community-facing surface. These men are capable of violent crime up to and including murder, Croak oh, says. Oh, no. Once, he was even tasked to help move the body and dig a shallow grave in the Catskills. <gasps> Nothing is off the table. No. So, I found this um, little crime. Oh, no. So, this is what made it a little bit longer because I decided to include it. There are numerous other crimes in many of the states across the U.S., but um, since they mentioned it, here you go. Here's this one. Okay. On March 4th, 1974, 17-year-old Amy Billig disappeared near her home in Coconut Grove, Florida, which, Isn't okay. is that where all the old people live? I don't, I don't know where Why in is there Florida a that is, but Coconut Grove sounds like... No, it sounds like a retirement, retirement community. community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who told that. <laughs> Billing's fate remained unknown for at least 24 years. Shut up. Until in 1998, Paul Branch, a former Pagans member, revealed in a deathbed confession that on the day of her disappearance that she had been abducted, drugged, raped, and murdered. Fuck. According to Branch, her body was dumped in the surrounding Everglades. Oh, no. The gators got it. Though it has never been found. Gators got it. Her case received national media attention, including features on Unsolved Mysteries and America's Most Wanted. Oh, my goodness. A little bit more for y'all to go check out if you would I've like to. I've probably watched this and don't even know it. Right? Yeah. Probably. Um, I was at a mandatory event with a bunch of bikers at the boardwalk in Wildwood, New Jersey. Joyzy. Whatever. <laughs> and a mom came up to me and asked if she could take a photo of me with her, um, like, two- or three-year-old son. That's weird. Yeah. This is from Slam. He said, I thought, who would want a photo of me with their kid? The mom put the little boy on my lap for the picture, and I whispered in his ear, don't grow up to be like me. Oh, my goodness. Edge says that the value of what Ken did defies explanation, but the true value is the knowledge going forward for all of these other law enforcement agents that are going to be investigating these types of cases. They have a resident expert now that knows this gang better than anyone. This shit is cray. Right? It's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-
based on our talent as a whole, not this episode. Not not this one alone. And spooky Spoo- stories. Spoo- we want those. those. We want your alien abductions. We want your Bigfoots. We want your Chupa fucking Cabras. We want, we want your, your Mothmans. Your want- Blair Witches. Yeah. All of it. Whatevs. Like, if you have a, like, spooky urban legend in your town, like, some shit the high schoolers do on the weekends, like... Like we used to do. Yeah, we want to know about that. That's cool. That's cool shit. Me- you can message it to us on Facebook and Instagram, or... Or you... We do have an email that we hardly ever us. mention. Let me... Let me give that to y'all again. And just for good measure, I'm going to look it up, because I'm drunk, and I want to make sure I tell you the right thing. Oddities <gasps> and Curiosities Podcast. My face is not my face on my phone anymore. What the fuck? Okay, it just recognized me. That was like six times I touched it, and it didn't recognize me. Okay. Oddities and Curiosities Pod at gmail.com. Oh, well, fuck me. Was that an invitation? <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, what else? Keep your October open because we want to do some fun shit with you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I. Get in, losers. We're going shopping. Yes! Except we're not going shopping. No, we we're going to do other cooler stuff. shit. We're going to do spooky shit. <laughs> Get it, losers. We're doing spooky shit. There you go. There. That's it. That's it. So, you guys, my birthday is on Halloween, mm. and I fucking love spooky shit. Yes. I have never been on a haunted trail type thing. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm serious. Brittany. I've never been to a corn maze, I've never been to like a haunted trail thing. You guys. We're making it happen this We're year. We're doing it. So my, if you want to go. My 22nd birthday. <laughs> yes, your 22nd. It's going to be super special, you guys. It's so. like, okay, look, this will be a birthday present to Brittany as well. Yes. But it's also to me to, because to mine is a week later. So we're both Scorpios. We're celebrating. We're the best kind of Scorpios. Mm-hmm. You got an October one and a November one. Yep. And we're both fabulous. We're good mixture. So. Let's do a haunted trail thing together. That's in the works. Um, we might go look for Bigfoot, whatevs. That's in the works. Eh. We want to do fun things. We might go camp out overnight in the woods. I mean, there are options. There's so much cool stuff that we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah. Just keep your ears open and your eyes. If you if have on any ideas of anything local, semi-local to us, Mm-hmm. That we might want to do for spooky season. Let us know because we only know things like immediate to us. But if they're, we're willing to drive like an hour if we got to. Yeah. 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 We'll drive an hour. We'll drive a little bit. Bread so. trap karaoke. <laughs> yeah. Carpool karaoke. We'll even video some of it for you. Maybe I have videoed it before. <sighs> okay. Y'all this one time. This one time. When we were taking pictures for the podcast, our super cute witchy pictures that we have. That, that's our cover photo. Yep. We went out afterwards. We went out and it was, was that the first time we went out? One of the first times we went out together. It, it, it was one of it the was first like, times. It was the second time, but it was like officially our first time. Like, Amanda didn't know the rule. No, about apparently videoing Brittany. Well, apparently she didn't know the rule that I was allowed to. I don't like to be videoed. I hate to be videoed when I'm doing something that could be deemed embarrassing. We the- were singing Spice Girls. Embarrassing! The anxiety is crippling. She fucking videos me singing Spice Girls and posts that shit to Facebook before I even know what happens. I was singing too, and it's... It's an- out there in the world, if anybody wants like, to see it. It's out there, there in is. the world, and um, 
It was embarrassing for me as well because <laughs> after I listened to it um, when I was sober, Because we told you what we wanted, I, what we really, really wanted. <laughs> I was tone deaf in that moment. <laughs> it was so bad. It was really bad. And I don't like it, but it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I have myself to blame. I'm not as fun as I pretend to be. I get really, like, that kind of stuff scares me. I can only talk to you guys because you can't see me. Right. Yep. We're really fun behind closed doors. Yeah. <laughs> if you could see me, it'd be a whole other ball game. Anyway, we've rambled too that. long. Yeah, we're going to go. For fuck's sake, come back next week. Why would you not want to? Toodles. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout-out to Stephen Goetzke for editing, Craig Sweaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.